everybody. Welcome back to Black Card Rehab, the show where we go from zero to black, one episode at a time. I am joined by my white friend, Paige. Hey, Paige. Hello. Hi. How On a scale of zero to black, how are you doing today? On a scale from zero to black, I am putting on tons of sunscreen, so not black at all. <laughs> black people should still wear sunscreen, but yes, you're right. We, I, I've, I don't think I've ever burned in the sun once. I'm frosting myself like a cake, and I'm inside. <laughs> This heat is not okay. It's not okay. It's really not. It's really oh. bad. <laughs> and Crystal, on a scale from zero to African American, how are you feeling today? Um, I'm I'm feeling like like my love's locked down. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like I just you know it's heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> I am so sad. It's taken me so long to go back to this album because I love that album so much. It was so underrated. But um, yeah, and I'm really excited to announce our uh, our guest today. Um, He's a hilarious comedian. He lives in LA now. Kazim Rahman, how are you? How are you? Yeah, how are you on a scale of zero to black today? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm, I'm doing. I guess I'm black. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the scale. I don't know what the ranges are. It's either it's person, place, or thing. It's person, yeah. place, or thing. I mean, I'm in my apartment. The air conditioning's on, but I don't need the air conditioning on because I'm I'm from Houston, so the heat oh. doesn't really the heat doesn't really affect me. And I've never worn sunscreen in my life. So <laughs> that, that's all a whole. That's a whole new game. I probably, and I've honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I know you said black people should wear sunscreen. I still disagree. <laughs> I still say we don't need to. You're That's just like, me. nah. Uh-uh. Nah. And uh- here's the th- there's there are there are millions of articles that say black people should still probably wear sunscreen. I'm still not. I'm still not doing it. I well, I I just I don't actually practice what I preach. I just felt like it was a responsible thing to say cuz I know that's like dermal dermatologically correct. Yeah. But I don't be wearing sunscreen either. Yeah. I I actually have black friends who have sunburned from not wearing sunscreen. And the Wait, weird no, thing, how light skin are these? That's guys? see exactly no, cuz my mom they, is pretty light and she gets burned. So they they were darker and you couldn't see the sunburn on their skin but they could feel it. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it was very interesting where it was equally as painful uh, mm-hmm. but their skin looked the same. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're just maybe they're just weak. Maybe I mean <laughs> Maybe their skin is just, you know, I've never gotten sunburned. I don't know. I used to wear outside all the time. I don't, I agree. With, well, maybe I have. I have gotten darker, but I've never gotten burned. Yeah. Wow. Some people, know. even white people, just don't really sunburn all that much. They just tan. Right. Yeah. Kazim, for, before we forget, tell us about your podcast. Oh, I have a uh, international podcast. I have one download in Germany. It's great. Uh, nice. And yeah. it is called, I don't know who that is, by the way. It's, probably, it's I'm called Breaking sure. Into That European Market yeah, exactly. is what that's called. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yeah, it's called Tough Choice with Kazim Rahman. Basically, I bring comedians on and we play a very ignorant game of Would You Rather. 
Yes. You know, it's it's just 30 minutes of just pure ignorance. There's no mm-hmm. current events, no politics, <laughs> no relationships, no nothing, no advice. We're just being stupid. I love it. This sounds amazing. I'm going to have to listen to this. But first, I'm going to have to move to a different country so you can be more international. <laughs> well, actually, if you have Paige on, you might see a bump in Sweden. That's true. <laughs> Well, Paige, uh, we're going to have to bump you up this list. Every every comic is on the list. I'm really just going down the list. How would you like to have some downloads in Sri Lanka? Yeah. <laughs> so great. I do have, I have like one in Germany. I had two in like um, Iraq. And I was like, these are, these are clearly like people in the army that like yeah. need. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. See, and that's that's a good way to look at it. Like, I, I try to do that, too, where I'm like, you know, this is somebody traveling, right? That way, when I see that one download in Japan and then never again, I'm like, they left Japan. That's all it is. <laughs> that's all it is. Well, they, yeah, died, yeah, you know. they had a fun vacation. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, Kazim, tell us who we're talking about today. We are talking about... In my opinion, and this is just my opinion that I post on Facebook constantly, <laughs> we are talking about arguably the most influential person in hip hop history. Wow! Uh, you can make the Kanye West. Yeah, you could make the argument that he is the most, if not top three, influential person in 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 hip hop culture. Period. Mm-hmm. You could make that argument, and. Mm-hmm. I'm here to discuss that. Yeah. (laughs) We've talked about hip hop before, like kind of in more general terms on this podcast. I have like an embarrassing hole in my hip hop knowledge that I've been through this podcast trying to fill. But um, for whatever reason, and maybe maybe this is actually to your point, Kanye West is not part of that hole. For whatever reason, I... I literally like I, I I I emailed you like I think the the last album that I um, listened to of Kanye's all the way through I think was The Throne. What is that? Was that Watch the Throne? Watching oh. the Throne. Yeah. yeah. So like it was after that that I really stopped listening. But up to then, like I was li- I listened to literally every single Kanye album, like and had like owned them, like bought them. The last one I listened all the way through was the Gospel album. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, King. Jesus King, yeah. Yes. Now, Kazim, Kazim has thoughts about his <laughs> not a hip hop album. So it's I just, not a I don't, I don't, yeah, exactly. Album. I yeah. went, I said, when you said, let's talk about Kanye's discography, I said, let's just kick out Jesus is King. Cause I didn't even, listen, <laughs> I didn't even listen to that album. I was like, this isn't hip hop. This is gospel. I'm not listening. But we're still going to include that poopity scoop song, right? Yes. That was the. <laughs> That was the that was the beat was so amazing. And it was. Just, it's like, catchy. Yeah, it's such a good. It was just to troll Drake. Literally, he did it just to be mean to Drake. I love it when people are mean to Drake. Like I enjoy. Okay, I don't actually today. know what song you're talking about. So basically, so what happened is, uh, long story short, Kanye had Drake over at his like when he was like working on one of his albums, mm-hmm. and then Drake was there. You know, a lot of times when artists get together they just start playing each other beats and playing each other their music and getting notes and getting opinions and stuff like that just Mm -hmm. like it's basically like when comics get together and i'm running a joke by you 
mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, oh, try this tag, or maybe take the trumpets out, or maybe add a choir, maybe do that vocally, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Kanye was like, hey, I have this beat for you, and then played this amazing beat, and Drake was like, awesome. And then Drake left, and then like two weeks later, Kanye released the song, and it was just him saying, poop, poopity scoop, poopity scoop. <laughs> Poopity poopity scoop. It literally was just him, just so he can use the beat. And now Drake can't use because a lot of times it's like you know sometimes it's like a current event joke where it's like someone kind of did it already, so you're just uh-huh. gonna drop yours because there's oh really, yeah 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 there's really no point right? right? Someone already talked about you know insert something that Trump did on Tuesday, then who cares? Because there's gonna be another thing anyway. Yeah, but. Man, such a good beat and such a waste. <laughs> Drake is notorious for lifting beats, though. Like, yeah, he's done that before. For it. Yeah, Drake has released songs that that weren't technically his to begin with. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Not on albums, but he'll just release it as like a random single. But what is Kanye and Drake's beef? Like, I don't know anything about that. Honestly, I don't know. It's oh, okay. just a weird. <laughs> Sometimes they're, they they were friends and then they weren't friends and then they were friends again and now they're just enemies. Like, weirdly enough, Kanye directed Drake's first, like, music video. Mm-hmm. Like, that best I ever had, that, uh-huh. that music video was directed by Kanye West. So I don't know where that whole thing fell off. Hmm. I think maybe it started when Drake started releasing other people's stuff. Like when that started mm-hmm. happening, I because I Kanye is fiercely protective of yeah. his music and his art, and nothing would be more offensive to him. And so I think maybe that's where it started, where it's not like an out and out beef, where it's just a low key like I don't trust you. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you have a point. I don't mm. know. Either way, we got poopy scoop out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah i was so i did listen to i listened to actually yeezus i listened to life of pablo and then i also listened to yay and then i also listened to like was it kids see ghosts or children see ghosts yeah kids see ghosts that was another that was another joint album he did i like that better than the other two i mean as a overall album like it just kind of it went to it's like Think of that one as more of a Kid Cudi album. Yeah. 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 That's more, in my opinion, I think that's more of a kid. I would put that more of a, in the Kid Cudi realm than mm-hmm. the Kanye West thing. But yeah, but Kid Sea Ghost was really good. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, let's, if what, like, if, if somebody didn't know, I guess, I don't know how, but if somebody didn't know anything about Kanye, what's, what is like a brief summary of who he is? And like then what's and what's this like the seminal album? Like the album to listen to to understand Kanye and Kanye's influence. Uh he is a producer turned rapper. And I would say the who okay, producer turned rapper who is always trying to recreate his sound and draws from multiple influences from multiple like genres of music, right? That's a, I think that's an easy explanation of musically who he is. And then I would say the, ah, uh, my personal favorite is 808s, but the one album that I'll say is his, is his greatest album is Dark Fantasy. 
Mm-hmm. I love dark fantasy. Mm-hmm. My beautiful, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, full title of the album. That w- that's his. That's his greatest album. That's yeah, the album that I listen to before roast battle every battle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not not even joking. Like wow. all day at work. Like mm-hmm. that'll be my thing. And I tried explaining it to a friend one time, and they're like, "I don't like this album." And I was like, "Well, you're wrong. Like I don't yeah. know what else to tell you." <laughs> You are you are beyond incorrect. Not even, <laughs> if anyone I do not love yeah. Monster. This song is perfect. Oh my god, I love that song. That's yeah. But let's back up. I want to know when was everybody's first Kanye? And like, do you guys remember the first time you heard a Kanye West song? Uh, my first Kanye West song that I ever heard was Through the Wire. That's oh. what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, me too. High school. Oh really? That was that song. Yeah. I why do I feel like my first one was when it all falls down? I think they were released around the same time. Did mm-hmm. you know that was written by Lauren Hill? Yeah, that was a the the chorus. It was a yeah, it was from the that unplugged album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you were saying that she wrote his raps. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. no. But yes, that I think mine was um, when it all falls down, and I'm going to be honest. Like part of what what I was drawn to was I understood everything he was rapping about. Mm. Does that make sense? Like okay. I I felt like maybe maybe there's more as he goes on, um, but like definitely for the first few albums. There wasn't a lot of references that went over my head and there wasn't a lot of like inside baseball. Like I feel like a lot of times in hip hop, there's a ton of inside baseball. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm referencing this hood, like this street, like this gang, um, this beef between these two people. Right. Right. And um like there was none of that. And so I, I got every reference. I got all of the social political that the things that he was talking about and I could like, like diction wise, I could understand it too, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say a close second for me is the collaboration he did with common. I believe it's common on Chappelle show, the food Mm -hmm. where, Mm -hmm. and, and that song for a while was hard to find digitally. Mm -hmm. Um, but I that song slaps. Even <laughs> now, it slaps. I need to go find that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh I my god, it's I, so good. Yeah, we didn't have cable, so I've only seen I've seen all the famous sketches of Chappelle's show, but I haven't seen like everything. Imagine mm-hmm. it's so it's common rapping. Well, sort of more of like a poetic cadence about the streets of Chicago and the life that he kind of grew up with, and then Kanye oh, the comes food? in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that was on a common that was on a common album. Yeah, it was. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. only way to like find it. Um and just that Kanye's essentially refrain in the song just slaps. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of the song's okay. The Kanye section's amazing. <laughs> and it it was featured on an episode of Chappelle's show and they do it live and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's on like Commons Vivo and yeah, and like Facebook now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they do it live. Cool, I'll check it out. Yeah. Okay, so why I I do want to know I get into this like why Kazim do you feel like Kanye is one of the most influential hip hop artists? What makes him influential? Each album that he's released 
And you can say, well, you can say up until even Life of Pablo to an extent, each album he's released has been, has been, has made an impact. And you really can't say that for every rapper. Even Jay-Z, there are some albums that were like, okay, that's a really good album, but, and I'll listen to it, but it's just a Jay-Z album. But no one's celebrating 10 years of, you know, volume two even though hard knock life was good but i mean you know what i mean like i don't yeah i can't, yeah. I can't tell you a single other than hard knock hard knock life i can't tell you a, another song that was on that album so and and it goes to your point that you made earlier right where you you kind of understood everything kanye was saying in the beginning because kanye released in a time where it's like there were we had 50 Cent, we had Ja Rule, and we had all these gangster rappers, right? And Kanye just, he was, he lived in his, his mom was a professor. Like he was, he was living in Chicago. His mom was an English professor, right? He, he's not, he lived like upper middle class. So he just knew fashion and music. He didn't know, he didn't know technically hood things and he couldn't reference any gangs, but he can reference Louis Vuitton and he can reference you know, what's going on around him in like his cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. right? So for him, I think he spoke to a more wider range of people, right? And that was and that was just the first album. Yeah. Did he really live in a cul-de-sac? Not really. I, okay, I was like, is this a metaphor? Because I also lived in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> Where are your albums? Exactly. I know, I know, exactly. They're coming. <laughs> yeah. Five beats a day for three summers. Um. Yeah, no, that's what, he did. that's what he did, apparently. He was just making beats for people. And then, and I think, I think when, for an overall thing, I think people relate more to Kanye West because the story of Kanye West is essentially someone who did something and accomplished a goal, even though literally everyone around him said it couldn't be done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When he wanted to produce, people were like, oh no, but you don't really know anything about music. And then he started making beats for like Ludacris and all. And then he got on to Jay-Z and then he was trying to rap for Jay-Z and no one would take him seriously. And then he just became a rapper. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he just kept pushing the sound forward. Well, let me not say forward. He kept pushing the sound in the direction he wanted to push it. So I wouldn't say it was forward or backward in hip hop technically, but you know, if we start off with late registration, if we start off with college dropout, it was more mm-hmm. of a soulful, uh, a lot of uh, vocal um, backgrounds in the beats. Um, is like you were going to church to an extent, a lot of church inspired music. Yeah. Right. And then Jesus walks, like they played that in the club. Apparently I wasn't, I was in high school, so I wasn't like going to clubs, but apparently they played it in the club. So, and then you go on to late registration, his second album, which was just more lyrical. Mm-hmm. Right. So he, I think in it, it seems like he wanted to prove to people like, no, I'm a, I'm a legit rapper. So I'm mm-hmm. going to get, all these other rappers and we're just going to start doing bars. Right. So, and that was when we heard gold digger. That's when, I think that's when he became like, yeah. When gold digger came out because we all liked him, but Mm -hmm. then gold digger came out and we were like, you know, this Kanye West guy is really good. Yeah. I mean, everybody, like they were playing that in stadiums. They were playing it Um, at weddings, which seems wildly inappropriate. (laughs) 
It happened. Yeah, that, that seems extremely inappropriate if you're playing gold digger at a wedding. But it it was such a good because it was it was just that perfect song of like where the beat is just so good and then the 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 rhymes were just really good also. So it was just a it was just a perfect balance. Cause a lot of times a lot of times the beats will either be amazing and then the rhymes will just be all right. And then yeah. sometimes like if we use Nas as an example, Nas is lyrically Nas is damn near perfect, but he just is the worst beat picker in the history of <laughs> hip hop. But that's another conversation. <laughs> Um, you, I now that I'm thinking about it, it it really strikes me that so many of Kanye's songs are very similar to country music, and that it they a lot of times tell a full story, hmm. which is is always it's not often the case. Like people often will break up, um, they'll break up a rap into like say three verses and maybe the themes are the same, but like it's either different stories or it's a lot of just different references, you know? And then, but like gold digger, it tells, it tells the story of like a whole person's like relationship trajectory. Yeah. And there's so many of the songs like, um, uh, what I'm trying to think of another one I'm looking at. I think that was most of like late registration. A lot of the songs were were kind of stories mm-hmm. to an extent. So we had Gold Digger, and then we had like Roses, where he was talking about his grandma dying. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh my God, that one. Oh my God, I love, I love that song so much. Yeah. After eight oh eight, I would say after. Well, of course, everyone loves Dark Fantasy. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then my other two favorites would be 808s and Late Registration because that was actually the first Kanye album I bought because I didn't buy um, College Dropout, but I knew the songs. But I definitely bought, well, let me not say I bought, I got Late Registration on bootleg and (laughs) it was good. Why did the skits never come back? (laughs) No, I think, well, also, I think... um, D-Ray just didn't want to do them, maybe? I don't know. I love them so much. Yeah. People, <laughs> side note, people used to think it was Bernie Mac in those skits doing the voice, but that was actually D-Ray Davis. So I just found that out. I think we might have talked about this on the podcast. I read that, and I was like, what? But he was obviously doing Bernie right, Mac he, as an yeah. affect. Like, yeah. It was, yeah. It was D-Ray doing an impression of Bernie Mac. It's so it's good. It's yeah. really, 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 really good. <laughs> yeah. Spot on. What is your least favorite album? Because I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm very happy that you said you loved 808s and Heartbreaks, and Paige do too, yeah. and I love it as well. So I, I was surprised that you said that, just because I know that so many people didn't like it. But yeah. um, it's yeah. my personal favorite. Yeah, but I'm, I can't say that Dark Fantasy is not his best album. Right. But definitely my personal favorite. Like, the album I listen to the most, I would say, is 808s. Like, if I'm on a road trip, if I have to drive somewhere, 808s is probably going to get played. Um, Least favorite? Man, I would say, dang, that's hard. <laughs> I'll say Yeezus, but I do still like Yeezus. Well, even, well, no, I'll say Ye. I'll say Ye is my least favorite. Because Yeezus is, Yeezus, I think, 
deserves more than what it got. I think Yeezus was a time where Kanye was still be- was becoming like angry Kanye. Mm-hmm. So he created an angry album. Yeah. And, and so I would say Yay is my least favorite one. Also, it's only seven songs. So, right. <laughs> Paige, what about you? Least favorite? I, I was not a huge fan of Yeezus, although there are a couple songs on there that still just totally slap. I would have to say Yay as well. Yay mm-hmm. was the one that I was like, I'm not super. It's not bad because it's Kanye, so it's at least listenable, but yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's that is the I think that is the perfect way to describe it. It's not bad simply because it's still Kanye. Right. And yeah. He can still make a good album. Right. But it's like we just I think we just hold him to just such a high standard because he's had he's had such good albums. Like we can't say like if I say college dropout, banger, late registration, banger, graduation banger 808s i still say is a banger it can be argued but i still say it's a banger and then dark fantasy top five albums of all time and then right after dark fantasy he did a whole album with jay-z so it's like and then he released yeezus and we're like okay you're a little angry that's fine Uh (laughs) and then life of pablo which was which was still which was really good I had to be, I had to be, I didn't like Life of Pablo at first. Mm-hmm. Someone had to tell me to go listen to it again. And when I listened to it again, I was like, okay, I get it. I get, I get the, I get how it's structured. Cause where, where Yeezus was just, all the songs were like four minutes plus Life of Pablo. All these songs were like two minutes long. And then where it was just like snippets of different thoughts of Pablo. And then there's Yay, where it's like just seven songs, just seven regular songs, which are good. But it's like, I wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's telling that even his worst album is a good album by anyone else's standards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is is very telling that even the album that I like the least is still better than a lot of these albums that are being (laughs) dropped. Yeah, um, so I probably fall into the same category as like probably one of those two. I think I can't remember which one, but it was one of those two albums where it was I like it was a lot of it was a lot of talking about um bitches and it and like I've heard Kanye do that, but I was but it, it just felt more artful before and not, I don't even know why it's, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like I, get what I get what you're saying, but the way you said that was like, I mean, I like, I like when he says bitches, but like before when he said it, it had some sort of Jennifer Quad to it. You know, it was like, a, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Because the thing is, is that, you know, already it's like, I think anytime I probably as a woman, maybe as a feminist listening to hip hop, you, you are already stepping into territory that, you know, is going to be, you know what I mean? You know what it's going to be. Right. And, but at least I think, I think, and I'm only realizing this on hindsight. I, I like, I used to venture into Kanye land 
with a sense of like, but it, but it's, he, he, he's masterfully put this all together and you can sense, you can actually really like in the words that he's saying, you can tell the tension that he has with what he's saying. Yeah. And then, and then there was an album. I I don't remember it was yay or Jesus where it was like, Oh, that tension is gone. (laughs) Yeah. It's Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also what I've, what you'll notice is like a lot of times it's, it's easier for women in my, to, from what I've seen to like a Kanye album because he's really talking about himself. Yeah. So if you're just talking about yourself, you're, you're less likely to say bitch a lot. That's so true. It's just, <laughs> if you're just literally, he's, he's talking about himself in most of these albums. So yeah. Yes. Jesus, Jesus like, like kind of got me as I was cleaning. I was just like, oh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. He's angry in Jesus. Yeah. He's very mm-hmm. angry. But I, I would say go back and listen to it again. Okay. And give it one more shot. Mm-hmm. And then, because you, after you're like removed from, yeah. from you know, a, like a couple years of listening to it, I, I say give it one more listen and see if you like it again. Okay. Okay. I'd be willing to do that. Oh, we forgot about Cruel Summer. That was a good album too. Oh, you know what? It doesn't come up in my Apple Music, which is why I didn't even remember it. It's um, also not even... I wouldn't say it's a Kanye West album, but it's like Kanye West presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost like him presenting a cipher. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And that's where like click was on there. Oh my gosh. I love and that Mercy. song. Mercy was a good song. Yep. That's a good, that's a great song. Great song. <laughs> if you had to like try to convince somebody that was like staunch, like staunchly opposed to hip hop and or Kanye, how do you, how would you get them to to listen? Uh, Monster, I'd tell yeah. them to listen to. I tell honestly, I'd tell them to listen to Jesus Walks, just as a musical, from a musical standpoint. And then, I don't know. I and then just try to listen to just a bunch of different ones. Like I'd I'd pick something from like each album, just to like my favorites from each album. And then if you don't like Kanye, then I can't really, if you don't like Kanye on a personal level, I understand completely. But I, I only make the argument that musically Kanye can't be touched. And if you don't believe me, then we're either going to argue on Facebook or I'm just going to dismiss your life. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, since I, I am new to um, Jesus Yay and Life of Pablo. Let's why why don't we rate why don't we rate Life of Pablo? Um, because that's the one that I feel like most people are familiar with of his like kind of more recent work. So yeah, let's rate Life of Pablo uh, out of out of five hair picks. So what do you what do you rate Life of Pablo, Kazim? Uh, I rate it at a four. Okay, a, a, a solid four. And then simply because it was it's still a really good album, mm-hmm. but it's just not, I mean, it's not Dark Fantasy, right? Yeah. Dark Fantasy is a five. I put Yeezus as like a a 3.8 hair pick. And Life of Pablo is more of a four because it still had solid songs. And I, and I still will listen to the songs every now and again, mm-hmm. but it's just not, it's just not absolutely perfect. Yeah. 
I would agree. I'd be right around the same range. I might, I might even give it like a 3.5 personally. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's just because Dark Fantasy is such a five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. There's something about Dark Fantasy that you can see the album as you're listening to it. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say Life of Pablo for me right now is, I'm going to give it another listen, but right now for me, it's a three. I mean, definitely I love some song. I, I knew, I knew some of the songs from just like listening to probably Pandora or something. Um, but yeah, right now as a whole, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a three on Life of Pablo, but also like I have a friend that I remember her telling me that this this concert, this tour for Life of Pablo was incredible. Like he was like fly in the sky. Yeah. And like, did you go, have you ever been to a Kanye concert? I have not been to a Kanye concert yet. Okay. No, okay. but I, okay. I wanted to go to, this is when I was in Houston when Life of Pablo came out and I wanted to go to that one, but it sold out both shows. So mm-hmm. couldn't go to that one. And then like two months later, he just canceled the tour. Cause you know, I had a nervous breakdown. So. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I wonder if to wrap this up, can we are do you think you could give us like we could play um a tough choice? Ooh, yeah. yes. Okay, tough choice. Mm-hmm. You're held hostage, okay? Would you rather have as your hostage negotiator Scooby Doo from Blue <laughs> or Blue from Blue's Clues? Oh, <laughs> That's <laughs> Scooby Doo is a people person, but he's greedy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and also easily distracted, and also easily distracted. I wouldn't put it past him to start bargaining for me, but then inevitably try to bargain for himself. Uh-huh. Okay. Scooby Doo is still a detective. Go ahead. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Just saying. That's good. And That's Blue can't good. speak English. Blue cannot speak English. Well, Blue doesn't speak at all. Yeah, doesn't speak, but he does. He does speak. Blue. He's no, he, like Blue bah, doesn't bah, bah. speak. No, yes. he, he does. Yes, he, he just oh. does, like. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I thought but, he just gives pictures. But no, that, he. I mean, that's basically he's going to present evidence in your favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, I think that that's, yeah. Okay, wait. So say the question one more time. You're held hostage. Mm -hmm. They have a hostage negotiator. You get to pick. Mm -hmm. Would you rather have Scooby-Doo or Blue from Blue's Clues? Okay, I'm going to say Scooby-Doo. And the reason I'm going to say Scooby-Doo is... Well, I feel like I f- okay. I feel like Scooby Doo because he's a great is he he's a great Dane, right? Yes. Okay. Like I feel like that is it. It's it commands a respect. Like Scooby Doo is very silly, but like if the negotiator didn't know that, like all you're looking at is a great Dane, right? Like a great Dane trying to talk to you, and that's I mean, great Danes are intimidating. They're imposing. I feel like that's who I want in the negotiating room because I I need I need the person who's holding me hostage 
to respect the person who's negotiating on my behavior on my behalf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I think Blue has going for him is like in most hostage scenarios, you're gonna have to like pick up or drop off a ransom. And Blue is good at going to get the mail. So mm-hmm. like there's that. <laughs> But the not speaking English part is a problem. So I think I'm going to have to go Scooby as well, assuming that the hostage, the people holding us hostage have to speak. Mm -hmm. So I think Mm -hmm. it's got to be Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So both of you are wrong. Uh, (laughs) Do not. Why Scooby-Doo? Here's the thing about Great Danes. Great Danes aren't intimidating. They're just big. Yeah, that's not, that's not intimidating. Pit bulls are intimidating. That's true. Right? That's true. Rottweilers are intimidating. Mm-hmm. A Great Dane is just a big dog that looks cool. Great Danes are not intimidating. <laughs> also, here's why you pick Blue's Clues. Because Blue is just a cute dog and he's blue. Right? So the fascination, you're, I'm more like, also, neither one of them speak English. So Scooby-Doo is just going to be like Scooby-Doo, Scooby, 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 whatever. No, that doesn't even make any sense. But... What Blue can do is draw you a picture, right? He can actually at least communicate, even if it's with that striped dude, whatever, the striped shirt dude. I forgot his name. Oh, Shaggy? yeah. No, Steve. No, yes. Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did Shaggy wear striped shirts? Uh, No, he wears a green shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was kissing on the counter, but it, it wasn't him. Mm. I think... Blue is, in my opinion, blue is the the way to go because hostage negotiators need to, I want to, I want to, you know, a cute blue dog showing up to grab you is way more, it speaks to the hearts and minds of the, it, you know, speaks to their hearts, I think, <laughs> right? You want to you get them on their, on their emotional side. Now, are they more, li- they're more likely to recognize Scooby-Doo than Blue from Blue's Clues, because I think mm-hmm. I don't even think they play Blue from Blue's Clues anymore. But Scooby's still ha- releasing movies. Yeah, he's so, still in movies. So you guys might be right, and I might die <laughs> if, if Blue is the one. You, yeah, uh, you do have celebrity on your side with Scooby Doo. Yeah. But if they like offered him a Scooby snack to not argue for the hostages, yeah, we're screwed immediately. Yeah, if screwed. There's, if there's food in the room, Scooby is going to walk away. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's absolutely. that. So do you want a mentally challenged dog or <laughs> do you want a focused blue dog who can draw some pictures and just happens to be silent? I don't know. He could play it off as like I'm the I'm the dog that's so smart I can't speak, but I can draw pictures. You know, yeah. like a savant. Yeah, right? And then they'll be confused, why doesn't this dog want to talk to us? He only wants to draw pictures. And then they'll be more intimidated. Got a point. Right? They'll think he's just better than you. You're not worth his time. To, you're not worth his words. So I'm just going to draw you some pictures, right? $10,000 or how much? I'm assuming I'd go for a lot. So $10,000. <laughs> Boom. And then they'll, you know, they'll let me go. Or I might die because it's still a dog. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Tune in next week to find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and weirdly enough, plot twist. Who's holding you hostage? Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Kazim, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Can you tell everybody where they can find you and find your podcast? Are you doing Zoom shows? I am not. I'll do a Zoom show. Uh, that's people. I'm not like asking to do them. I'm I'm more working on the podcast and writing scripts right now. Uh, but you can find me online at Kazim Comedy. That's K A Z E E M Comedy on all platforms. And then uh, Tough Choice with Kazim Rahman is the podcast. Uh, if you follow me online, I shamelessly promote it all the time. So <laughs> you're 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 gonna know that I have a podcast. Nice. Um, Paige, do you have anything coming up? Um, as, as usual for the last couple of weeks, I'm on four different podcasts this <laughs> week. Um, before today, when this comes out, uh, I was on cult podcast and horror virgin on Monday and then tomorrow I'm on romancing the pod. So lots of opportunities to listen to my nonsense thoughts about stuff. Nice. Nice. You guys check out, check out Kazim, check out pages, uh, at- 50 million podcasts um, <laughs> what else are you doing um, uh, you guys and thank you so much for listening really appreciate it please um, rate and review the podcast and share it with somebody okay we will be black next time <laughs>